Welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of When Nerds Get Old. I am your host, as always, Brett. Um, none of my co-hosts are here with me today. As many of you probably know, the Super Bowl is on. I'm not much of a football guy, way more of a hockey guy. Um, but our second interview, the one that we've been kind of teasing on the episodes, uh, we're doing that tonight. So uh, I want to introduce uh, Lord Vicious on Facebook. Well, I, what do you call you, Chris, or... Yeah, Chris is fine. That's okay. good. So, I mean, for those of you who don't know, uh, like we did with the Shawnee interview, cosplay is, you know, costume play. It's people dress up as their favorite characters from comic books, movies, TV shows, video games. You know, sky's the limit. I mean, if you have a favorite character, dress up as him. You know, I read on your Facebook page that you've only been doing this for two years? Uh, Almost three. Almost three. Okay. Yep. Um, you know, the costumes that I've seen you make are really cool. I remember, uh, the first one I ever seen of yours was the one from, uh, Elysium. Ah, uh, yes, yes. That was, um, <laughs> that's the first build I ever attempted to do 100% on my own. Um, quite extensive build. I tried to put it together before the movie came out. And so uh, all I had for reference material was a uh, movie poster and whatever screen caps I could find on Google. So it was quite a challenge to uh, put that all together and not be able to see the whole thing. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I, looking at it, it's it looks very similar to what you see in the movie. Thank you. Which, I mean, it, when I see it, like I said, it just kind of blew my mind. I'm like, it's so simple, but yet it's amazing at the same time. Which, I love subtleties like that, where it's something simple, but it's so cool at the same time. Well, I try to, you know, I look at the poster, I look at the screen caps, um... Everything that, that went into building that was just out of just scrounging around, either going to thrift shops um, or going to buying, like, wooden dowels and PVC pipe and uh, belts and old wiring and, and plugs. And, you know, I try to make it look as grungy. Because in the movie, um, it's really grungy and beat up. Yeah. So after I painted everything, got it all shiny and pretty looking, um, I continue to working on it, and I just throw it on the garage floor and let it get <laughs> let it get as scratched as possible to make it look grittier. Right, which I mean that makes sense if you haven't seen Elysium. Um, it's essentially kind of like a not a full power suit, but like an exoskeleton in a way. And yeah, the Earth is basically falling apart, so everybody pretty much lives in dumps, and it's basically a remade exoskeleton suit that he wears. Which, I mean, <laughs> I remember the scene in that movie when they put it on and they're just, like, drilling everything oh, yeah, into his bolted. body. Exactly. And they drill it bolted right into his body as, as long as well as they put install a, uh, a hard drive into his head yeah. to, so they can transfer data. Yeah, that, that part, every, I mean, I'm not really squeamish with that kind of stuff, but, like, when they started, like, drilling that thing in the back of his head, I was just like, I, I can't handle this. It's, it's too much. <laughs> Yeah, it was a bit intense. Um, so what what got you into cosplay? Well, you know, I, I was living over in England three years ago. I was there for about ten years. Over and in, over, over there, in they do have a few conventions, but at the time, I, I you know, I had family life going on. I, I didn't really attend any. Yeah. So I moved back to the U.S. and I was out in Arizona visiting my brother, and I found the amazing Arizona was going on at the time in Phoenix. Okay, so I was like, oh, well, I'll go out and check this out, and. I realized while I was there, there was this huge uh, costuming com uh, community going on. And I was like, this is fantastic. So I came back to Texas and uh, went to another show. And I thought, you know what? 
I can, you know, I want to, I want to try this. So I had only ever intended to create one costume, which was my, uh, based on my cosplay name, Lord Vicious. Okay. I was going to create a Sith Lord called Sith Lord Vicious. Uh, Vicious being a play on words by the spelling. Right. And so at first it started out being really cheap, just buying, you know, components off eBay and putting things together. And then, I kept wanting to improve things. I kept so I, I, I keep replacing stuff on it, and then the, the, the price just kept started skyrocketing. <laughs> okay. But that was my first ever costume. Okay, yeah. Um, so I mean, after that, what what kind of made you fall in love with doing that? Well, I got asked by a local comic book store here in Austin to um, be Lex Luthor for a Man of Steel movie premiere. Okay, and I was I was like, okay, yeah, I got a suit. It'll work perfect. So I rushed out and went to a, a rock and gem store and bought a piece of quartz crystal and used some acrylic paint and some gold paint to make it shiny and uh, bought a little, little tiny pelican case with one of those tap lights, the kind you tap and they turn on and off, okay. and put that underneath it and it glowed. It looked pretty cool. And so I was I was there. I went to the movie premiere. It was you know it was good. Everybody liked it. Um, and I was walking. There was a line of people we were walking by talking to. And this mm-hmm. little boy steps up and he says. Hey, are you supposed to be Hitman from, um, you know, Agent 47 from Hitman? <laughs> and I was thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to be. <laughs> and that kind of just like started an avalanche. Um, cause, you know, by then that was a third costume. Okay. And then before you know it, and, you know, there was other ideas I wanted to do. And I started making friends in the costuming community. Um, and it just starts snowballing from there. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Especially, I know that was, uh, the Agent 47. Um, I know is really big for you on your page. You had you entered the contest when um the movie was coming out, the new movie, the new Hitman movie was coming out. Um, uh, that's correct. Well, IGN um had in Fox uh had a competition for uh they were gonna have uh forty six um agents called Make Me an Agent contest, and so it was nationwide. They had entrants from all over the U.S. Um, and I was lucky enough to win um Agent Forty One. Okay. So uh, now that's my official designation. I had I hadn't I, I, the way I do the barcode in the back of my head is a, um, a rubber stamp that okay. I had made, and so the original one had the forty seven on. So I had it. I had a new one made. So now I wear Agent Forty One when I go out. Okay, very nice. That's cool. I like that, especially it's kind of one of those official things since it came from you know Fox and people that made the movie and all that kind of stuff. I like that. That's cool, especially when you can add those. Like I said, I like the subtleties of certain things when. Yeah, those, and I know how, um, with your Lex Luthor cosplay, you have the Superman cape that's like all burned and it's got holes in it and all that kind of stuff. And just, you know, you just carry that around with like the kryptonite stone that you have that you made. Well, well get it. I, I, that's right. And I, that was actually my first attempt ever at sewing. Oh, okay. um, I, I had a le- sewing lesson and, um, I made that cape myself. Um, battle damaged it with a blowtorch and some black spray paint. Okay. Um, and so, but I, I got a new, uh, kryptonite from a gentleman in Arizona and he makes these ac- acrylic ones, a uh, resin, resin ones with LEDs inside them. And it's, oh. it's on a, hef- it's on a hefty chain. So it's very similar to the one from the original Superman movies. Oh, okay. And All it right. lights up. It's on a chain. It looks great. That's cool. That's, uh, again, like I keep saying, I love, love those subtleties in costumes, you know, and I, I, <laughs> You know, when I was telling, uh, when we did the interview with Shawnee cosplay, I, I just, I stumbled a co- uh, upon cosplay just randomly one time. Um, on, I think I was actually using, uh, there's a site called StumbleUpon where you pick interest and you just 
click a button and it brings oh, okay. you to yeah. <laughs> random websites. And once you're sick of that one, you hit it again and it'll bring you another one uh, based on your interest. And yeah, I, I saw, you know, Halloween and stuff, you know, people dress up. But I saw somebody, uh, I think it was, I want to say a World of Warcraft costume. And that was around the time where I was like obsessed, addicted to, to uh, WoW. And like I seen that, I'm like, somebody made that. That's that's awesome. So like I started like you know going down the rabbit hole of looking at cosplayers and you know liking their pages on Facebook. I mean, like eighty percent of my news feed is always just cosplayers, like <laughs> cosplayer updates. And it's oh, just yeah. it's a fun, cool culture that I love when it comes to. Um, you know, being a nerd, being a geek. And, I mean, I, obviously you can relate because all the posts, I, I love seeing your posts because it shows that, you know, no matter your age, you can always be, you know, a nerd and enjoy those type of things. And, you know, it makes me hopeful for the future for myself where I don't have to hide, like, oh, look at the nerd. He's like, I mean, I don't, I, I know you're not 40, but <laughs> you know, he's 40 and he still, you know, plays Pokemon. And it's like, yeah, it's cool. Leave me alone. Well, a lot of people find it hard to believe that I'm actually uh, I'm turning 45 in a couple of weeks. Really? Yeah. So um, I can only assume because I <laughs> I get invited across Texas um, uh, as many as seven or eight shows a year. Um, it's just it's tapering off now, but um, as a guest cosplayer, and one it's rare because generally um, you tend to see the real pretty girls yeah. that have like thousands of likes yeah. as guests. <laughs> but I, I've been getting invited, and I uh, just had one in, uh, in Laredo just uh, last weekend. Okay. And I can only assume that they think I'm a lot younger than I am. Yeah, I, I didn't think you were 45. You look great for your age. I Thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I, I, I don't want to guess, but I would have to assume I'm one of the oldest male cosplayers in probably the southern United States that gets okay. invited as a guest. And some, you know, I'm truly grateful for that. So I, you know, I try to do what I can. Uh, when they invite me as a guest, I, I you know, I, I do MC of the cosplay contest or judge. Okay. Um, I've been known to go and like promoting car dealerships for them if they need me to, okay. uh, simply because I just don't want to be, you know, taken for granted. Right. Exactly. And that, that totally makes sense. You know, and I see, you know, people that you, you say, you know, cost famous and do this for a living. What people don't realize is they put so much work into it, and it's not just traveling, going to a convention. It's, you know, they make their, all their costumes, you know, are handmade, and they're, you know, or if they have a cowl, it's made from somebody else that does that for a living. And, you know, like, like you said, you know, the pretty girls or whatever, but it's still, even you, you put so much work into a craft, and when it's appreciated like that, when somebody's like, hey, I want you to be a guest at my convention that I'm running because I like what you do. Well, I try to okay. So not all the costumes I make myself. I have some amazing seamstress that I that I can go to for to making some of the items I can't do myself. Oh, go ahead, man. Um, yeah. But what I try, like I tell a lot of people, is um, okay. So you didn't make it yourself. Do things to alter it to make it your own. Right. You know, um, accessorize. Um, really like. Get into the character, find out what they use. Uh, do they have a special ring that they wear that's you know that's unique to them? Um, it's, and that's what people appreciate the most. You can have this amazing costume, but when you start adding these little attention to detail, these little added items, right. like I do my Western Spider-Man, and I thought it'd be cool to add some little spider charms and glue them to each button on there. And to believe it or not. People notice that more than anything. They're like, oh, look, there's even little <laughs> spiders on the buttons. Awesome. Okay, yeah, and I, I know exactly what costume you're talking about because, again, like, I, 
I enjoy all of your costumes that you've done so far, just because... Thank you, I appreciate that. They are, they're so unique, and, I mean, even with, you know, like I said, the Lex Luthor cosplay, you know, I've seen so many people do that, but the subtleties that you put into it, like the, you know, battle damage cape, and having the kryptonite with you in your, in your photos and stuff like that, it's not just, you know, you in the suit and, you know, bald head, all that kind of stuff. Or, like well, you said, with... Oh, sorry, go ahead. That's okay, I mean, you have... Especially when something is a costume that's as simple as just putting a suit on, um, you know, you have to do something else, you know, to accentuate it. Otherwise, I'm just a guy in a suit. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not going to criticize any bells, but I, you know, some people they don't. It, it just takes that little extra effort, you know, to it, like I said again, to make it your own. Yeah. Add some details, you know, fit some finishing touches. Um, there's nothing wrong with buying a suit that's so, or a costume that someone's made for you, but. Just do that little extra thing to make it yours. Right, exactly. And that's, you know, that can, be, that can be said with anything that, yeah, if you can't do something, like, if you can't draw, but you can color the shit out of stuff. Exactly. <laughs> you know, find somebody that can draw something that you want, like, that you can't draw, but you know what you want it to look like when you add color to it. And exactly. I, I completely agree with you. I see... You know, no problem with anything like that. Because, I mean, my the one cosplay I've ever done is... Uh, I'm from Minnesota. We have uh, this thing called Zombie Pub Crawl every year. Where okay. It's literally downtown uh, St. Paul, Minneapolis. You have, like, 3,000 people decked out in zombie makeup. Oh, that's awesome. And just bars all around downtown are, like, open, do beer specials. There's a big concert downtown. And... <clears throat> We originally, uh, the group I was with, we were originally going to go as uh, zombie red shirts from Star Trek. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's clever. And is, it is clever. <laughs> and, you know, I tell people to um, find something you like, find something you're passionate about, and then put a twist on it. Right. You know, and so, you know, like I do, so, let's see, I do the Western Spider-Man. I did a, um, a gambler Venom. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm in the process of designing a, a gunslinger uh, carnage. Oh, okay. So I spend a lot of time uh, going on the internet because, you know, I don't want to do something somebody else has done. Right. So I go a lot, I spend a lot of time on Google, you know, checking. I, I type in ideas and make sure because I want my idea to be unique to me. Right. Um, so that's one thing I tell people. I said, you know, find something you're passionate about and then, again, make it your own, make some changes to it. Definitely. But, um, and so. My costume that I, that I was going to get, I wasn't able to get it on time. I wouldn't have been here. So me and my fiance, we ended up going to, um, I think it was Party City, and I seen they had the Bane mask from Dark Knight Rises. I'm like, all right, I'm a bigger dude. I'm gra- I grabbed it, put it on. It fit really well. And I ended up, like, just throwing, like, blood everywhere, like, coming down from, like, my chin, down, like, uh, awesome. my chest. I had, like, a beater on. And, you know... That, like I, that was my first time, and it was a huge hit at this at the zombie pub crawl. Like I had people like, "Oh my god, I love that! I want to take a picture with you." And I'm just like, "All right, sounds good to me." <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, it's cool. just one of those good feelings. And it was so simple. It was literally, you know, just a rubber bane mask with you know blood coming down from like my eyes and you know down where that face mask thing is. And I don't know, it's just it's fun. I I would love to be able to do more cosplay, but I mean, it's so it's, it's a time consuming thing and time sometimes I just don't have and it sucks so much because I love the culture so much. You know what I mean? 
Oh, of course. Absolutely. <laughs> it, and it's, it's addictive. Yeah. Um, because, you know, when you go to a, a comic convention, um, it's the one place that you can go and you can be as nerdy and ridiculous as you want and people generally appreciate you for it. You yep. know, there's always somebody in the crowd that appreciates your genre and appreciates the work you put into it. And, you know, they want to get a picture. You may be that, that those people that maybe only attend one con a year, their local one. Yeah. And so they're all excited anyway. They're all hopped up and they see these cool characters. And they, hey, let me get a picture. And they get a little bit overzealous. But, yep. you know, because... It's a, like I said, it's a place where you can be yourself. Oh, definitely. I mean, the very first convention that I ever went to, uh, was probably four years ago, it was a local convention. And I was really excited. I was like, oh, it's going to be so amazing. And I get there and just, I see all these costumes, like, everywhere I turn. And, like, I'm there with friends, uh, two of my friends. And they're like, come on, we got to go, we got to go register. I'm like, but... That, that that costume right there, I, I want to look at it. And, oh, look at that over there. And it's just, like, constantly being distracted with everything. And I think I filled up my phone with pictures, like, the first day to where I had to, like, put them on my computer just so I could take more pictures the next day. <laughs> That's awesome. And it's just, it, yeah, like I said, it's it's a fun culture. I mean, do you, ha- do you have any costumes besides the Gunslinger Carnage, which I'm excited to see because that Sounds really... Well, that was still in the uh, the sketch days. I'm sketch sketching stage? ideas, trying okay. different things that was going to work out. But I'm, I'm almost finished. Um, I'm, I really need to have it finished by the end of the week. My um, Sith Mandalorian. Ooh, okay. I like so, that. So, think Mandalorian, cross Sith. So, you got something that's very black, yep. uh, very shiny, with hints of, with uh, you know, accents of red. Okay. Um, it's going to be very sleek. The armor itself is a gloss black. The okay. uh, the helmet is a gloss black with a red mirrored visor. So again, I did some checking on Google to make sure what I'm doing is unique. Um, created a new character name. It's uh, it's going to be Darth Venomous. No, okay. sorry, I, oh, apologies. Um, no, I went with Darth. Um, oh, it's gone past me. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, don't. I know I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Um, but yeah, so again, I wanted to create something unique, but it's 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 going to be very unique, very sleek. Um, got a photo shoot coming up this weekend okay. with um, uh, two gorgeous girls uh, as uh, fellow Sith. Okay. So uh, you'll be seeing those on my page soon. Okay, definitely. I will. I. I mean, I huge, huge Star Wars fan here. So awesome. I, I, I love that. It's like you said. It's unique. It's you know, especially when you know the Star Wars world with you know what the Mandalorians are. For one to be a Sith, it just it makes it that much more badass. Exactly. So he's kind of, he's he's a rogue, he's gone rogue Sith, but he still maintains his bounty hunter background. So, okay. um, but because, you know, the Sith, they pride themselves in being sleek and sexy yep. and, um, and pretty. So yeah, definitely. Hence all the glossy armor. So it's very impractical for a, uh, Mandalorian, but hey, the Sith side. Yep. The Sith uh, side comes out and, you know, you gotta exactly. do what you gotta do. <laughs> All right, I like that. Um, so I want to get into you created your own convention. I did. That's, I mean, that's a huge thing. That's when I started uh, Nerd Couch. You know, that's one thing. You know, something I wanted to do. You know, whether it be something small where it was just like if we get like a bunch of fans that's just like, oh, hey, we're gonna hold like a one day thing where you can come out and meet us. You know, dress up, take pictures, you know, that kind of stuff for a two-day event. But, I mean, first of all, how does it feel to create your own convention? 
Well, you know, it's kind of something I'm thinking to myself, okay, you know, I'm, I'm going to be 45 soon. I'm sure I can, I can keep cosplaying, but not at the level that I am now because, you know, the age is going to catch up with me. Right. Um, I wanted to, and then, of course, as you know, uh, cosplay doesn't make me money. It right. costs me a fortune. <laughs> so uh, I spent the past three years um, at the conventions uh, getting to know all the different artists and the vendors and introducing myself and networking with all the different con owners as well. Okay. Um, and at the time I, I was doing that, I wasn't trying to like with the thought I'm going to do my own convention. I just wanted to know. I wanted to get the you know to get to know that side, and get to know all those people, right? Because you know, you got, I mean, no criticism again, but a lot of cosplayers go there. You know, they they go there to hang out with their their circle of friends in the cosplay community. You know, they they pose for a lot of pictures. But what people forget is the whole reason why conventions are there, and that uh, cosplayers have that. Uh, stage to you know yeah. to show themselves on is because of, the, of what Comic Cons used to be about. Right, the uh, comic it used to be books, about the, the comic artists. books, the comic art. Um, you know, the vendors and stuff started coming, selling. You know, merchandise came later. Yeah. So, um, you know, last year I was looking at it, and I had a, I had a business partner to start with, and because I wasn't able to, you know, generate all the funds I needed. Right. Uh, for the down payment on the facility, but I thought to myself, with some help. Um, I can do this. Um, you know, I, I, I know what, for, for the most part, what goes on in the background. Um, and so me and my business partner, we, you know, we found a facility and I started looking at floor plans to see if it was something that was financially viable to do. Right. And, um, he eventually had to, to back out for, for, um, personal and family reasons, which is fine. Yeah. And I took it over myself and I just realized, Hey, you know, I can do this. And so, I planned um, our first year show. So to give a little background, I, I kind of touched on it a little bit on how, you know, how cons used to start. Yeah. Um, one, I didn't want to get into, fall into the same trap a lot of first year conventions do, and it is to, to get in over their head and bring in a bunch of expensive uh, celebrities that they can't afford and hope they have the attendance to pay for them. Right. So I was like, you know what? Why don't I just do a traditional Comic Con? And. And when I say traditional, meaning back the way they used to be, where the focus is back on the art. Okay, I like that. So when I say art, I mean all the arts. We have comic book artists, we uh, you know cover artists, uh, fan art. We have um, body painters. Uh, okay. We brought in Eric Zapata from Face Off. You know, okay. you know special effects makeup. Yep. But we also have you know the, the traditional vendors you see to show to, plus the costume guests. So our our celebrities per se will be like famous cover artists, you know, comic book artists, right. and celebrities or uh, makeup artists. Okay. Which I mean, I when I went to um, Wizard World Chicago last year, and uh, the my fiance now fiance she got me a photo opportunity for with uh, Stephen Amell from Arrow. Awesome. I, I'm a huge fan of Arrow and Flash and all that, and. Um, that's actually, I ended up proposing during our photo op. Oh, that's outstanding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, but I mean, we probably spent, me and her, we probably spent like three, four hours in the artist alley there. Just looking at prints, looking at the art that people have made. Um, just cause it's, it's so cool to see different takes on different characters that people do, even if they have nothing to do with the actual, like, writing or drawing or coloring of the comic, but they're just an artist, they love that character, 
so they're going to draw it how they see that character. And, I mean, there's uh, one guy that we bought, like, five prints from just because they were so good. And the coloring on them, just the way they're drawn. Like, I bought um one, it was uh, Deadpool, and it's, like, yes. Wayne to the Pooh dressed up as Deadpool. Awesome. And it's just, like, he's got, like, and it, like again, the subtle details, like, his grenades on his belt are, they look like little beehives. <laughs> and, like, stuff like that. And... But I, I like that when you say, you know, focusing on what conventions used to be. Because I, I don't think, especially this day and age, with kind of my generation, I'm twenty almost 27, and but a lot of the younger generation, I don't think they realize, you know, they think of San Diego Comic-Con, they think of the DC panel, the Marvel panel, you know, all that type of stuff. But they don't think about, that started with 30, 40 dudes obsessed with comic books. Exactly. Trading, exactly. selling, artwork, all that type of stuff. And that's that's something I can really appreciate, being a huge fan of that kind of stuff. Because, I mean, you wouldn't have, you know, Ben Affleck playing Batman if it wasn't for the very first Batman. Well, exactly. And so what happens is, now, you know, when speaking to the artists, uh, the number one complaint that artists get, and it's not all the time, it's, it's you know, it's not 100%, but uh, people go to a convention like, say, um, the larger chain uh, conventions, yeah. and they the people will go there because they want to see their you know their, their favorite celebrity that's there, which you know it's a once in you know in a lifetime maybe opportunity for them, right? And they spend say however many fifty dollars for an autograph picture, and then a, you know then ten dollars to pose with them, and so then they come out because they make a beeline for that first, yeah. yeah they want they want to get that out of the way, and then they go out and they start roaming the ground, you know, the floor, and they see these amazing like fan art or um, amazing props and accessories and hair bows and hats and stuff. That they, and, and that, but they're like, well, I've spent all my money on this autograph picture. Right. I'm sorry, <laughs> and you know that can be very frustrating for the artist because Definitely. you know. So putting that in mind, that's what that's why I wanted you know, wanted to do a show based on the art, um, so that people the people that be coming to my show they know that's why they're coming to my show because they're coming to see some amazing fan art. We're bringing in some great uh, comic book artists as well, okay. and that's what but that's what they know and that's what they're going to spend their money on. Okay, yeah, like I said, I I love that aspect of it. So you had you held your first one last year, correct? That's correct, June sixth. June sixth. Okay, uh. How many people did you have attend? We had approximately just under five hundred attendees for the one day show. Okay, wow, that's I I that that's that, that's that pretty good or um, you're it, shooting for. I, I, I would have wanted more, but I, I've been told that that's a really good number for a first year uh, one day small show as it was. Uh, we had about sixty five booths. Okay, um, so. But we did that. We did well. Uh, there was a lot of positive input from the uh, vendors and sellers. They all said that they would come back and you know return again. Okay. Um, and so we did. There's a website called Rate That Con, where uh, virtually you know, that night or the next day, vendors or attendees will go on there and they'll leave their comments, uh, positive or negative, on how they think the con went. And they're very blunt and very open. Right. And the negative comments were so small that they weren't even worth hardly addressing. Okay. Um, so that gave us, you know, that gave us the input that we needed to know that we could continue on. So now we're doing a show. We're doubling the size of our floor space and doing it over two days. Okay. That's yeah, I like that. And I, and I, uh, I looked on the Facebook page and um, doing over two days. You're doing it July second and third. That's correct. That yes. Correct. Okay. Um, how many, how many people are you hoping to get this time around? Double? Realistically, we're looking at least, 
hopefully 1,200 to 1,500 attendees. That's that's our projected number. Okay, which, I mean, I, again, you know, second year, that's, I, I feel like that's a reasonable, you know, reasonable goal. And, and I, like you said, you know, you don't want to overdo things, you know, your first couple of times, and that's, you know, any sort of thing is kind of setting those reasonable goals. Now, do you only focus on the comic book side of things, or do you also incorporate, you know, you said fan art, but is it just mainly comic book, or is it, like, other things to, like, Oh, no, we have artists there that we come in, uh, especially, like, the ones that do the fan art, that do all styles. We we have a gentleman that that focuses on, like, the horror Art, okay. Um, we, you know all different things. We have we have a gentleman there that sells uh, science fiction books that he writes himself. Okay. Um, so there is there's a wide variety and there's a, there's art for all the different um, genres and tastes. Okay, I like that. That's again, that's this one thing I absolutely love because you know bringing it, it touches on everything. So there's a little a little something for everybody, and it's not just well, I don't really like comic books. Why would I want to go to a comic book convention. Well, it's like, okay, well, we don't just have comic books. You know, we have this guy over well, here. You like horror stuff. There he is. Exactly. <laughs> but it's not only that. Um, I know, I don't want people just to walk around the uh, the event hall and, okay, we've seen everything. You know, is this time to go? No, um, I try to um, strategically place around the venue things that people, things that they want to like and get involved in. Okay. Because, um, you know, I want something, you know, people to stay there for most of the day if they can. Cosplayers usually stay there all day regardless. Right. Because it's, they live for that yeah. day. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, but I try to think of things, you know, um, like last year we had a, a couple show up in a Baymax costume. Okay. And, of course, the kids loved it. Yeah. It attracted them. It made them want to stay longer. Um, we do we do costume contests for both the adults and the children. Um, and so a lot of parents know this, and they bring their kids in costume. It's a lot of fun. Um, so I try to, you know, bring things that are engaging. We have panels throughout the day on all topics from um, cosplay on a budget to uh, working with we- uh, wigs to, uh, well, this year... Eric Zapata from Faceoff is going to be doing an FX workshop, which is actually a hands-on workshop where you actually get to work with uh, learning how to make wounds out of latex. Oh, okay. You, you actually get to leave with products and something that you made. Oh, wow. That's so. I mean, to be able to work really, with a professional like that, you know, hands-on. He's like, well, try it this way instead of this way, and it'll look better. You're just like. I see it now. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? Well, exactly. And the, and the, the positive about that is, you know, we have panels where people sit. It's like in a cla- like a college classroom type yep. scenario where someone sits at a, at a desk at the head of the room and they explain what they do. But you can only take so much home with you on that as far as not product knowledge and mm-hmm. um, skill. But having someone there to actually say, to teach you, to actually make it right there in front of them, it's, it's priceless. Yeah, exactly. For sure, for sure. Aside from the cosplay and... HeroCon, which again, I, I'm excited for you for that because that's that's a big thing to be able to do is start your own convention. Thank you very much. Um, kids, you know you love you're a huge Star Wars fan. I've I've noticed. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I've noticed that for sure. Um, what what'd you think of Episode Seven? I loved it. Did you? I okay. mean, I mean, of course, you can sit and um, you know pick apart the plot holes all day long. Oh, definitely. You know, and and the Star Wars fans can be. You know, the best and the worst <laughs> critics at the same time. Definitely. Star Wars are so hungry for the next product yep. that they're they're just chomping at the bit. And when it comes out, um, they either like, so they love it or they, they're not satisfied. Yep. But 
is never going to be perfect. Oh, definitely. You know, it's never going to be episode four, five, and six. Right. You know, that's you can't replicate can't replicate that. You can't catch lightning in a bottle. Right. So, but as far as I'm concerned, I thought the product, uh, the, the character development was outstanding. Um, Kylo Ren was meant to be very. Uh, goth-like, very you know, emo, yeah. very moody. You know, he's 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 throwing temper tantrum because he's frustrated. He doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Um. Uh. Ray, wow, favorite character of the whole movie. Oh, definitely. She is she is outstanding, and it took me seeing it the second time to truly appreciate um the nuances of her character and and her her mannerisms. They're yeah. just I love it, and I think she is really going to come on board as an amazing character through the development. Um, the other sub characters, um, Finn and, um, and the, you know, the others, great. I mean, fantastic. Um, I think there's a little something for everybody in there. And then there's also the, you know, the classic characters, Han Solo, Princess Leia, Chewbacca. So it's kind of like it's bridging two, two generations or three generations at the same time. Definitely. And that's capturing, they're capturing a whole new, um, you know, Age of fans. Yeah. Um, like me, I was six years old when I saw my dad took me to see the first Star Wars. Okay. And so I've been watching, you know, movies ever since then. But now there's a whole new generation of little kids that now grow up with their own. Yep. You know. Oh, definitely. Like, I, I have a four-year-old son, and um, I was at work one day, and our daycare lady, uh, she texted both me and his mom saying, hey, is it okay if Wyatt watches Star Wars with, with my son? And I'm just like, yeah, that's. Why would you even ask? Of course, that's a yes. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> you know, and, I, I need you to do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, he he watched uh, episode one with me, and you know, he, he sat through the whole thing and watched it. And you know, when we go to Target or any other store with toys, you know, he knows like Daddy Darth Vader. I'm like, yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. You're so you're so smart. Thank you. You know, some, some parenting done right. <laughs> exactly. You know, and. Well, my, my son is uh, 21. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I, he was a little boy. He was he was my age that I was when I saw episode four. Okay. When I first take him to talk him to saw episode one. Oh, okay. And so for him, that's Star Wars to him. Right. You know, where a lot of people, you know, realists, are disappointed with uh, you know with uh, the excess CGI, some yeah. of the unfortunate characters like Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Um, that's. You know, so episode four, five, and six is my Star Wars from a kid. Mm-hmm. Episode one, two, and three is his Star Wars as a kid. Definitely. So now, you know, from the new generation, episode seven, eight, and nine will be theirs. And so everybody had every generation has their you know um, set of movies that came out that they that they'll remember for a lifetime. Oh, definitely. And, you know, and I I grew up in that that weird like middle period. I distinctly remember. Seeing four, five, and six before episode one ever came out. Yes. Episode one came out in '99. Uh, I was ten years old, so you know, and my dad, you know, I was fortunate enough. My dad, you know, he liked all that kind of stuff. wasn't like a huge, huge nerd, but you know, I, I remember seeing old school home movies where like episode uh, six is playing in the background, you know, and stuff like that, and. But I, I totally agree on uh, episode seven. We actually we did two separate Star Wars episodes already. We did one talking about the entire saga, and then we did a spoiler episode for episode seven. And but yeah, uh, Kylo Ren was terrifying throughout the entire movie. Even when you know people made fun of when he took off his mask, and he's like, "Oh, he's he's so pretty," and look at that hair. But it's like he was still terrifying. 
even though he looked so pretty. Well, people were <laughs> expecting, because not a lot of information was uh, right. dispersed, you know, about what he was like. So people, a lot of people were, were silently, were not so silently hoping that he was going to be this terrifying badass. Right. And a lot of people were disappointed the fact that he was such an emo and, and whiny and temper tantrum. But if you think about his character development mm-hmm. and where he's at in his training, that's exactly how he's he's gonna be. Right. He's you know he feels misunderstood. You know he doesn't understand why um, you know his his grandfather received so much you know negativity. Yeah. And so he's misguided. And you know he's he's just like a typical you know emo teenager. Right. And that's the same and that's the same criticism that people gave um, Hayden Christensen's character of uh, Anakin Skywalker. Right. They're like, oh, he's too whiny. Well, of course, he was meant to be whiny. He <laughs> right? Did you not see his life growing up? Oh, oh. Exactly. Impatient, petulant uh, teenager who yeah. was wanted everything now. You right. know, he was he was teased of joining the Jedi Council, but he was upset and threw a temper tantrum and got upset because he couldn't be part of the, uh, uh, he couldn't be a Jedi Master. Yeah. So you know, it's the same thing. So I, yeah, I'm definitely pleased with the character development, and I can't wait to see how how they can continue to evolve. Oh, definitely. And I feel it makes me so sad that we have to wait another year for episode eight to come out just because, you know, some of the unanswered questions, but... At least in the meantime, we have a Star Wars movie every year for five years. We do, which I'm I'm excited to see Rogue One because... Exactly. Just the thought of the story is, you know, getting the plans of the Death Star. Like, you We're know, hinting at Darth Vader making a cameo. Which, I, I, I kind of hope it makes, you know, I don't want him to have a big part in it, but a, a small part or a cameo would be amazing. There needs to be a tie-in. Oh, definitely. Since it, it all the characters <laughs> they're shown in, in the cast photo are all unique characters and aren't part of the original uh, story, yep. there needs to be some kind of tie-in, and I think Darth Vader will be that tie-in. Oh, I, I, I can completely agree on that. and You know, it's, it's one of those things where it's, if if you're a fan, you already know the ending of Rogue One, but you don't know how they got to that part. And well, exactly, crazy. They said a lot of Boffins died getting us these plans. Yeah, I mean, you don't know what craziness happens in between. Exactly, all that. and what that's one thing I'm excited for. And I'm the one thing we talked about is I, I'm really I try to stay away from spoilers when it's something that I really really enjoy. And uh, if they have said something, don't say anything. But I'm really curious to know how far after Episode Seven. Episode, and the reason I say that is just because you know the end of it with uh, spoilers, everybody. <laughs> if you haven't seen it yet, but with Ray finding Luke and Kylo, you know what he did to Han, and kind of completing his full transition to the dark side. Is is it going to be Ray as the Padawan that's kind of badass, and uh, Kylo the Sith apprentice that's more badass? Or is it going to be him being badass and her still kind of, like, in the middle of her training type of deal? Which, either way, I'm fine because you can tell she's going to be a strong Jedi. Well, she's already <laughs> showing promise as being more powerful than Kylo already. She yeah. She hasn't had any training. Exactly. So, I, I, I'm very excited for it. DC or Marvel? Uh, absolutely Marvel. Marvel? Okay. I, I can totally dig that. Um, Me, I, I'm more of a... A DC guy, I yeah, I grew up with Batman animated series, Superman animated series, Justice League cartoon, all that kind of stuff. But definitely, what's a uh, favorite favorite character in the Marvel universe? Favorite third character in the Marvel universe, or j- favorite all around? 
Oh, my favorite all around is Spider Man every time. Spider Man every time. Okay. It has been has been since I was five years old. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, I got a Spider Man tattoo uh, almost uh, thirty years ago. Well, no, twenty twenty three years ago. Okay. Um, so even before before I started attending conventions, I've been a Spider Man nerd. There you go. Okay, I like that. I like that for sure. I again. You know, my four-year-old, thanks to, a lot of it thanks to daycare, because her little boy's the same age and loves all that kind of stuff, so he's, you know, starting to really like all that stuff, and actually for Christmas, we got him uh, this, like, Imaginex Batman thing. Oh, that's it, it awesome. A, yeah, it had, like, a pack of, like, all these, like, villains and a couple of other heroes, and he, like, opens them, he's all excited, and he starts naming them, and uh, his mom, my fiance, she turns to me, she's like, how does he know all these? I don't even know all these. And I'm like, he's he's my son. It's just, it's genetics. It's well, you know, the, the children don't know how lucky they are. The toys they have available to them now are, like, amazing. Oh, right? You know, there's been parodies done about this. You know, a grown adults who grew up uh, watching Star Wars and collecting the toys yep. are rushing out there and buying all these toys now. Yeah. Um, you know, because they're just like, this is like, wow, you know. The, the availability and the stuff they have now is just amazing. Yep, I mean, I saw you posting the the photos of like the Ray action figure you bought and stuff like that, and it's it's one thing I love, like especially with your page, you know, because like you're 45 and I didn't know that, but it it honestly makes you that much cooler to see, you know, somebody of your age that's still that nerdy where you see a Ray action figure and you're like, yes, I gotta have that. Grab, I'm buying this. You know what I mean? Well, I know, you know, and that's that's the thing. I, I I'm not afraid to admit that you know, Ray was my favorite character from the whole from the movie. Oh, definitely. I, I I can I can totally agree with that. I mean, aside from Chewbacca, because I I've always loved Chewbacca. Oh yeah, that's just a given. But yeah, her character. I mean, every everything that surrounded her character was just this awesome mesh of so many different characters that I love into one amazingly awesome character. You know, she had the wit and the intelligence of Han Solo when it comes to being able to fix stuff and, um, you know, make snarky comments and stuff like that. And, well, you know, know exactly. And, and that's, you know, there's so many hints at who, who she could, the lineage is for her. Right. You know, and then and the problem is of us who are ultimate Star Wars nerds, we've read all the, uh, you know, the alternate universe. Yep. Um, and so, wow, could she be a Solo? Uh, could she be a product of Luke Skywalker and Mara Jade? We yep. know we don't know. There's so many ways they could take it. Yep, and, and that's you know one thing I, I'm enjoying about it is that you know they're still kind of grabbing bits and pieces from the old extended universe to use in their new extended universe, but in different ways. Exactly. Um, well, I mean, I can understand why he did that because he didn't want the series to be predictable, right? Exactly. You know, you don't want people going there saying, "Oh, they know they already know what's going to happen." Yeah, makes so, sense. So, you know, he is uh, he is embracing some of the expanded universe uh, at the same time, but tweaking it. Yep. You know, oh, everybody definitely. knows if you've read the books, everybody knows that the, there's the, the solos have twins, Jaden yep. and Jason. Yep. So people are like, "Huh? Could she be a solo twin?" Right. You know, we don't know exactly. And that, why would the saber? Why did the lightsaber call out to her? Exactly. There's, There's got to be some kind of family connection if it's calling out to her. Oh, definitely. And it's. I mean, there. I mean, uh, general. I mean, uh, Smoke Supreme Leader Smoke. Uh, he sensed it, and so did Kylo Ren. There was an awakening um, mm-hmm. in the Force, and it was her. She had a huge awakening. Oh, definitely. Uh, like a terrifying awakening, <laughs> and her learning curve 
is like off the hook. I mean, immediately she learned how to do voice control. Yep. Now by accident. Yeah, exactly. You know? She's just kind of, you know, and that's, you know, when I, I, there's articles that I read that like try to like pick at that and like why that's stupid. But it's like, no, it's not. You know, there's stories about all these different things. So of course she knows what she can try if she might be force sensitive. Well, you know, the force, um, if, if people who, who know it well, in, in one of the things, the episodes uh, one and two and three, uh, the characters in that series were misunderstood. The, the force needs balance. Yeah. Uh, not one dominating over the other. Yeah. It's, uh, you gotta have, you can't have good without bad. Yeah. Exactly. And that's how the force exists. And so the balance shifted. The Sith were making a comeback again, even though they were, you know, th- thought to have been beaten. Um, but then the force is like, hey, no, we're gonna bring another, um, chosen one per se. Right. And, you know, to bring balance to the force again. So, I, I, like, you keep saying, we're excited. Exactly. <laughs> um, what's, um, are you a gamer at all? Um, I, you know what? I used to be. I just don't have the time anymore. Ah, I used to totally. play. I got sucked into the world of uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic. Okay. And the, the online gaming world—it just sucks you into it, and yeah. you just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's ever consuming. I remember starting a raid at seven thirty at night, and I'm like, guys, I gotta be up at six thirty for work, and it's three o'clock, and we haven't even got to the last boss yet. Oh uh, yeah, I like <laughs> like I said at the beginning of this, I used to. I, I will gladly admit. I guess not gladly, but I will freely admit that I used to be addicted to World of Warcraft. Yep. Like, oh, it's a, it, it can be highly addictive. Oh, definitely. The game's designed to be that way. Oh, yep. It, exactly. It's all about grinding, 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 grinding. Um. So we'll scratch the gamer question. Um. What's if you you know had the ability to do one cosplay? What what would it be? Sorry, say it again. Uh for what's one character that you would absolutely love the cosplay as that if you if you could make like whether it be super elaborate or super simple or you get what i'm saying yes i understand um i would love to do a spawn okay that's a very intense character uh there's a lot going on in his costume (laughs) whether it be the 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 chains which are alive yeah his cape is alive everything about him is like a symbiote he's like 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 venom he's alive (laughs) yep and I would love to do uh, Venom, um, Carn- I'm sorry, yeah, Spawn. <laughs> There's so many different things you want to do, you just don't know. Exactly. Um, no, I, yeah, Spawn, I, I've seen some absolutely amazing Spawn costumes that just kind of blow me away. I mean, all the costumes I've seen just blow me away. Um, but no, I, I, yeah, Spawn, that's that's uh, that's a good choice. Uh, I will definitely agree to that one. <laughs> awesome, thank you. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we'll kind of wrap it up here. Um, so, what's uh, your uh, Facebook where people can find you? Um, you can find me on Lord Vicious Cosplay. Lord Vicious Cosplay. Okay. Um, and uh, this HeroCon does have a Facebook page, correct? It does, HeroCon. Just type in HeroCon. We're the only one that's just HeroCon. Um, there's HeroesCon, I think, in South Carolina, but we're yep. the only HeroCon. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, so everybody make sure you look. Uh, go like both those pages. You won't be disappointed, I promise. It's, he posts cosplay stuff, but he also posts, you know, other nerdy things. I mean, he's got a giant poster of the OG Wonder Woman from the TV show. So, 
So if I can, uh, can I just throw in one more little thing? Oh yeah, definitely. Go uh, ahead. Because I don't believe I believe that knowledge should be shared. Because uh, okay. uh, I had such amazing help with you know with my costuming and you know with the community. You know when I reached out to people when I didn't know how to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, so in order to like expand on that, um, I kickstarted a group that already existed on Facebook called Just Because Austin Cosplayers. Okay. And and it was a page for you know for people to showcase their cosplays within the Austin area. But what I did was take it a step further and start having a monthly meetups on the first Wednesday of every month. Okay. And what we do is and I'm trying to bring the cosplay community together uh, to get to know each other. But what we do is every month we discuss a different cosplay related topic. And we okay. vote on it each month. So one might be um, working with armor. One might be undergarments. One might be posing. Um, and so really trying to build on the cosplay community in Austin and get everybody to know each other so they can network and improve their craft. Okay. Yeah, that's that's cool. Um, yeah, What's uh, it's, a, it's a group on Facebook, correct? Yes, it's called Just Because I Cosplay. Okay. Uh, Austin Cosplayers. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, I'll... Uh, I'll have to. I'll get the link for that so I can post it when I post the episode. Awesome. Um, so yeah, everybody, go like both those pages. Uh, like I said, you won't be disappointed. Uh, HeroCon is July second and third, correct? That's correct. Yes, down sir. In Austin, Texas. Um, if you're down we also in that have area, a toy show on March fifth. Toy show, toy shows, people. Old school <laughs> toys, new school toys. You, you can never go wrong with having toys, whether they're sitting exactly. on your shelf to look at. Or for you to play with them when you're bored. <laughs> so have, having a kid, I buy him toys all the time. So exactly, <laughs> yeah, they're not just for the kid. Don't exactly, kid us. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. Like I said, I've been a fan for you know a couple of years now, liking your page. So it's uh, when I message you and you message back and you're like, yeah, totally. Let just let me know, give me details, you know, all that kind of stuff. I was like, awesome, you know. Um, so, again, everybody, thank you for listening. Uh, make sure you like us, facebook.com slash couchnerds. Um, we started, we recorded our first two episodes of the D&D podcast that we were doing. Um, I will post that as soon as it's ready. Uh, we got a couple editing things to do it, do with it still. Um, but we, big news, I did post about it. We are going to be upping our sound quality finally. Um, I know we've had a couple comments on it. We usually just sit around one microphone to do things, but I bought a mixing board and four microphones. Awesome. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited for that. It should be here by Friday. So next episode is going to be four people all with their own microphones in front of them. No, no more having to, you know, edit a whole bunch to try to quiet some people down and make some people louder. <laughs> <laughs> you can just do it right on the fly. Awesome. <laughs> so... Again, everybody, thank you for listening. Really appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes and on Stitcher Radio. Uh, leave us reviews. Leave us reviews. You know, let us know what you want us to do better, try different, uh, even topics you want us to talk about. Let us know. And even if we don't know much about them, we'll give it a shot. Uh, we, we can banter for an hour. I, I guarantee it. <laughs> so again, uh, Chris, thank you for joining me. Thank really you for having it. me. Is, I had a blast talking to you. Um, remember everybody, I'm Brett. Nobody else is here with me. But Chris, remember everybody, let your nerd flags fly.